The place didn't look haunted. Then again, they never do. We were standing in the polished entrance hall to a small Christian college called Faith University. It was after hours, and so the building was mostly empty. To either side stretched dimly lit hallways. Further down, wedges of light poured from a couple of night classes, and faint sounds of an instructor's lecture spilled from one, the word Leviticus jumping out of the drone. The hallway stretched to our left, devoid of human traffic. But it wasn't humans we were looking for. At least not living ones. I adjusted the sack of gear hanging from my shoulder and surveyed the atmosphere. The place did look sort of gloomy and forlorn, which was surprising considering it was a faith-based institution of relatively new construction. You would have expected some sort of shimmering glow about the place, like the halo of a saint or some clouds spilling down from a set of golden stairs. It wasn't much of a university, really. It felt more like an extension of Cal State Fullerton, which was located across the street. What do you think? I asked, keeping my voice low and reverent, like you would in church even if no one was there. Ellen had taken a step or two in front of me and was currently peering off down a darkened side hall. Oh, it's haunted all right. Just like that? I asked. We take one step into a place and you can tell it's haunted. She turned to me and flashed her brilliant smile, the sort that always gave me a fluttering out-of-body experience. Love, talk about your supernatural powers. What can I say? She reached over and slapped me lightly on the cheek. It's a gift. You know that. We've been through this a hundred times before. And all one hundred times I have yet to see a ghost. Perhaps. Perhaps not. Right, they're invisible. Why can't I see that? To be honest, I don't know what the hell I had felt, seen, or imagined in the past. A cold breeze at the back of my neck. A suspicious moan or two that could have just as easily been the wind. Flitting images that were probably distant headlights sweeping across a window. The mysterious creaking of floorboards, of faint touches on necks and shoulders and forearms, inexplicable goosebumps and soft whispers in my ears. All of these occurrences, or non-events, could be summed up easily enough. Too many long hours working into the middle of the night, hoping for real evidence in a field where everything was built on faith. Seemed like the ghost-hunting business was a lot like the religion business, so maybe we were in the right place after all. They weren't figments of your imagination, Ellen said. I have strict control over my imagination. In other words, nothing goes on in there that I don't want to go on. For instance, I am now imagining you fully naked, and my EMF meter is going berserk. Put that twitching needle back in your pants, she said. There's someone coming. Now turn around, I said. What? I'm talking to my imagination. Ah, very good. Okay, you may get dressed now. You are too much, Monty. I heard the footsteps now. Someone was hurrying down the tiled hallway, materializing before us from the darkness. Now if this was a ghost, then we were in business. This I could see and hear and smell. The aroma of whiskey and cigarettes came before him like a barstool hurricane. The figure turned out to be a short man with a surprisingly large waist. 
surprisingly, because he was moving so quickly, as the added girth apparently gave him no trouble at all, a man grown comfortable in his own elastic skin. He was wearing a short suit with a red and white striped tie that hung below his zipper. His sweating face was a beacon in the darkness. I checked my watch. Dr. Stevens was right on time. The professor approached my wife first, as most men do, instantly attracted to her disarming smile and lithe figure, or perhaps attracted to that thing that had pulled me in, the X Factor, that unknown something she possessed, that special energy she radiated whether she knew it or not, the look in her eyes that promised all men amusement and good times, even if she never intended to deliver. And with me, luckily, she delivered. Sometimes twice a night, and occasionally three, if we were sleeping in the next morning.